1: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast
2: Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 488 of Locked On Raptors for uh, Wednesday? April, no, Thursday, April 4th. This is coming on Thursday, April 4th. Never mind. I'm stupid. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. Find the show at LockedOnRaptors. Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. And of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked Podcast Network with team focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We've got Locked On NBA. We've got a bunch of Locked On MLB shows launching. We've got a whole whack of Locked On College shows, Locked On NFL. Pretty much any sport outside of hockey, we've got you covered, and I believe hockey's coming at some point, too, on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you find a show on the network that you want to support, please find it on whichever podcast platform you prefer. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and also Himalaya, which is a brand new podcast app, which we have a partnership with. And they are really great for curating your own personalized play- playlist of podcasts. Himalaya, download it, listen to the Locked On Podcast Network there, and we would very much appreciate that. All right. On today's show it's another one of your favorites it's the serge Baca, how hungry are you in review and joining me as always for uh probably what will be a 50 minute deep dive into jeremy lynn's appearance on how hungry are you it's katie heindel katie what's up
3: not much buddy ready well, to go in yeah uh <laughs>
2: anyone who's uh noticing that the audio quality is probably better I'm at my parents' house right now and they have way more carpet and like pillows than I have in my house and the acoustics are far Perfect more for
1: podcasting. Yeah,
2: it's it's like I'm in my own little uh my own little studio here in the basement uh where I once used to d- do pretty much <laughs> what I do at my don't own don't house take now. Us down this no, long. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was mostly just uh like I'm sitting in the couch that still has my ass print from when I lived here because I just sit here and watch basketball all day. It's uh it's very comfortable. It's nice. <laughs>
3: but you've got to get yourself some more throw pillows at home.
2: Let's... We do. So we have throw pillows at home. But, but get it's... Get more. <laughs> yeah. The, my parents have a lot of carpet. I think that's also a big thing. Like, we have no carpet at my house. We have a rug. But it's like a very... Not to brag or anything, but we have pretty high ceilings in my apartment that I live in now. And, like, hardwood <laughs> floors. So it's just kind of like an echoey place to be, which is not always uh, conducive to uh, homey podcasting, but... Um, I, I, the, my parents house is far more suited to that so we'll, we'll take advantage of it while we're here I suppose <laughs> uh, Jeremy Lin was on Serge Sur- Ibaka's How Hungry Are You it was a long episode 18 minutes They uh, a, a lot happened what did Serge cook in this one I watched it a couple days ago I haven't rewatched um they cooked he's, he cooked stinky tofu this one was all about testing the senses in particular the sense of smell of jeremy lynn and, and cricket uh, tea yes cricket tea there was a durian uh tasting as well in there although they didn't really do much to prepare the durian it was just they ate it out of the out of the fruit which was cool um we'll get to all of those things in probably a long time from now because it's 18 minutes long as i said um but first impressions on this week's episode of how hungry are you I thought it was cute. Mm.
3: <laughs> I think uh, Jeremy Lin is a more. No offense to the Gasols, but I feel like Jeremy Lin is like, um, and, uh, what would you? He's like a more charismatic guest. I
2: think. Yeah, I think so for sure. He. The thing about Lin is that he's probably more famous internationally than anyone that, that that's been on this show. He's probably the biggest celebrity. Yet he felt maybe the most down home and chill. Yeah, kind of the... shy. Yeah, yeah. And was just like there to chat and there to eat and was, you know, didn't talk about how elegant his clothing was at all. He's pretty humble, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: like his very casual style. I feel like this was on a Sunday, don't you?
2: It does feel like it was definitely like a Sunday on. afternoon. Yeah. yeah, it does feel like that. Uh, so let's, I guess, get to the cooking part, which... Maybe the the briefest cooking segment of the entire series so far, which I, I don't know if I like that editorial direction, same as I'm not sure I like the 18-minute long runtime, but uh, there were also some very good qualities of this episode. So he cooks for Jeremy Lin. As you alluded to, he makes off-the-top cricket tea, which uh, I thought looked pretty good, actually, and was kind of interesting, and as Serge said, lots of protein in there. Uh, one of the highest natural proteins comes from crickets. So uh, Jeremy Lin was all for that as a health nut himself. And no, but he
3: he doesn't like.
2: Oh, right. Spoiler alert. He doesn't like herb. hot drinks. He
3: doesn't like hot drinks. <laughs> How cute was that? Yeah, it was
2: like almost like he was like scared of the hot drinks. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he's didn't. Like, he it, didn't yeah, I, I had the sense like
3: it's been a long time since he's had a hot drink and he was really, he didn't want to let Surge down.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So let's play this he went for
4: it but he was nervous
2: Yeah let's play this segment here
4: So tonight I have a special menu for you And since tomorrow we have a game And we cannot drink alcohol And then I want to like to welcome you With nice hot tea Alright So we got nice hot here And on the menu tonight Oh my (laughs) (laughs) On the menu tonight We have Appetizer Dinner and dessert. You have nice crickets. You have issues. I have issues. <laughs> good for you. Good for me? How oh. is that good for me? Oh, yeah? You never had crickets before? No. No? Okay. <laughs> so explain for... the nutritional value of Okay, the value index. of crickets crickets have a high natural protein, like the best one you can ever That's good, that's good right there. Yes. It's cheese, good for you. I
0: normally don't drink anything hot. <laughs> oh, so why? I just don't like hot stuff. I don't like coffee,
2: tea, like soup, ramen. I just don't like hot liquids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so cute! But he also seems like he's had like a really traumatic experience with hot liquids before.
3: Yeah, he didn't really want to talk about
2: it. Yeah, what do you think is Jeremy Lin's past association with hot drinks that has led him down this path of being a anti-hot drink person?
3: Just, like, a bad scalding, yeah. that would be most straightforward.
2: Yeah, or, like, have you ever had, like, a soup that was, like, bad? No, that's, bad soup doesn't exist. This is the best food in the world. Um, <laughs> 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 I would love to see Serge make a soup, actually, at some point here. That would be fantastic. But, um, like, a nice Congolese peanut or something like that. I could mess with oh that. yeah yeah
3: peanuts too, but that sounds like too delicious to be what he's cooking on the
2: show. He fe- feels like he's kind of aiming for better he's... tasting things now instead of just freaking his friends out. It sounds like he's actually like looking for healthy yeah. and delicious offerings. Um, the cricket tea I thought looked pretty good. I like his little French press he's got for the cricket tea. That's pretty cute. Um, and he he seemed genuinely disappointed that Jeremy Lin didn't want more cricket tea, which. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I I guess, like, do you have friends who, like, aren't hot drink people? I have some friends who are, like, and they just, they always, they're a little off to me. I don't know.
3: No, I, (laughs) no, I don't think any, I mean, I guess I have friends that enjoy, like, an iced coffee, myself, an iced coffee over a hot coffee in the correct season.
2: See, I don't even do that. I don't have
3: any friends who... Are like no, I don't like a hot drink. I don't think you can live in a cold climate and not like a hot drink every now and then.
2: I know some people who only drink iced coffee. They don't drink hot coffee, which is bizarre I mean, that's okay. to me.
3: I'm sure they they maybe they have other hot drinks. I mean, iced coffee is great. Let's like that's a different that's a different show.
2: I drink hot coffee in the summer. I don't even like iced coffee in the summer. Really, fair enough. Need to be in the right mood. I also have this weird thing where I, I think the hot coffee makes me cooler, in the heat.
3: Yeah, I've heard that theory too. I don't yeah. know if it's real.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Is it really, maybe just because like it induces sweating, and indu- and sweating is your natural cooling agent. Uh, but uh, okay. Jeremy Lin does not really ad- abide by any of these things. He doesn't drink hot drinks at all. Uh, so good. I mean, good sport. You know, good on him for drinking the the cricket tea. Um, would you drink the cricket tea? I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, i tried
3: try it. Yeah. It wasn't, like, too chunky. It was just, like, you know, he, he, uh, he used the French press, and he mm-hmm. didn't feel like there'd be any legs or antennae
2: in there. You can also tell just that he doesn't drink hot drinks very often because he's holding this mug in a very strange way.
3: Yeah. yeah. He's, like,
2: <laughs> holding the bottom and also the side, like, guiding it towards his mouth. It's, uh, yeah, it's a very like no one's he ever to,
3: I think he really wants to control how much hot liquid he's putting in at true, once true
2: but no one has ever used a bug like this ever I don't think <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then they move on and this is a weird one because they don't really eat the food or even like address the food until way later on and they just kind of chat for a while here was there anything from their conversation that stood out to you as being particularly endearing or interesting.
3: Yeah, I feel like Jeremy Lin, again, he's just, like, a bit more candid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he comes across, like, he just, like, kind of wants to chat and have a combo. I really liked getting to the bottom of his hair. Yeah. And the reasoning behind that, and I thought it was extremely <laughs> unexpected. It's <and> cute <laughs> that he was like, yeah, me and all my friends were going to go on a trip in a year, and we all wanted man buns. <laughs> <laughs> do i agree with that no but then i like that he was like and i i was i needed something to do with the hair and then i like that he he kind of seeked it into saying like oh i i wanted to try all these crazy styles that i would never have had the confidence to try before and i didn't i finally didn't really care what anyone would think of me
2: yeah here's the passage wanted to
0: all have the same hairstyle the next year but the problem was growing it out takes a long time. I'm playing basketball, I'm on TV, and that's why I had so many different styles is because I was trying to grow it out, but I didn't know what to do with it in the meantime. Okay. And then after that, it started to take a life of its own. And so when it was finally long enough to get the man bun, all my buddies would send me like, oh, you should braid it. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna braid it. And they're like, oh, what about dreadlocks? I was like, oh, I'm gonna try that. So for me, that was a big step to get outside of what everybody else wanted me to do. Like when I was younger, I would, I would never have done that. Um, because I'd be like, man, people are going to laugh at me, people are going to ridicule me, like, I'm not going to do it. But now, um, getting older, I'm like, you know what, who cares what everyone else thinks, I'm just going to have
2: Damn right.
3: Amen, Jeremy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I really
3: like the subtle, uplifting score.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to note on the score, um, because there's another part where they're talking, we can get to this in a little bit after we talk about the hair, but there is a part where they talk about uh, sort of like Jeremy Lynn's Relationship with the idea of him being like the superstar of insanity, all this stuff, and uh, and the fact that he has had a hard time separating, I guess the fact that he's Asian from the fact that he's also a basketball player, and there was like a very like good conversation about it, and they brought in like the music that they played underneath. It was the same music they played last week when the Gasols were on when they were talking about Kobe, and I found it to be. Uh-huh. Highly offensive to me that this like earnest conversation was being like scored by this music that was also being scored, uh, or that the same the music that was scoring the Kobe Bryant conversation, which I found to be gross and terrible last week. So, um, I
3: did not recall that, but I don't like that they should have given him his own score.
2: Yeah, I agree one hundred percent, and maybe not talked about Kobe at all. Um,
3: <laughs> but I do like that they showed Kobe at least being a complete baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, when, they when was did this? Show him. What in this look, look. in this episode? Yeah, where was that?
3: When they were talking about when they were talking about like at the height of insanity, and there's like a clip of Kobe being interviewed, and they're like, "What do you think of insanity?" Oh, and he's right. like, "I don't even know what are you talking about."
2: Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. This is the most yeah. Kobe shit ever, by the way. Ugh,
3: Disgusting. Yeah, it's gross and like what a like what a baby.
2: Yeah, I mean that's like mellow being mad that insanity was going on also very uh, very unsavory. Um, the the thing with the hair was really good. Have you ever had a situation where you had to grow your hair out or, or I like or that that you I don't know where you had to like yeah, style right it now. strangely? Yeah,
3: I I've had like um, bangs my whole life and I decided to grow them out because I just wanted to see what it was like to yeah. not have them. Yeah, um, and you can get them back pretty easily. Right, but. Growing them out, I really felt uh, I really felt in tune with Jeremy Lin when he's talking about that because it's very difficult. And with bangs, they're right on the front of your face, so mm-hmm. they get to this extremely awkward length where they're too long, so they're going in your eyes, but they're not long enough to like go behind your ears or like be pushed back yet. Yeah. So I'm going through it right now, and I am finally at the point where they're I, they're almost gone, if not entirely gone. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Re- real reward
2: (laughs) (laughs) i've had so uh, yeah like i've
3: i just had that it's extremely fresh for me
2: i've had a couple of examples of that before uh so people who know me i can't really grow a beard i grow like a very half-hearted one that there's like a certain time where it looks pretty good and then it just kind of gets like too scraggly and gross and around christmas i was I didn't really have any reason to shave, so I went like a month and a half without shaving just to, like, see what would happen, and I wanted to stick with it to see if at any point it got to be, like, kind of okay, and there were many days where it's like, this is really bad and gross, and I should probably get rid of this, but I'm going to power through. Um, So that was one sort of similar instance. I didn't braid it or anything, thankfully, but... uh, Yeah, I didn't try
3: any crazy styles with mine.
2: Yeah. Well, there was also, in grade 9... You know, back when everyone makes good decisions. Um, I really wanted to try to grow, like, you know, like, oh, God, this is going to really, really be incriminating. But remember how all, like, the hockey bros would have, like, the flippy hair?
3: Like, at the front?
2: No, like, at the side and the back, like, they, they, they would, like, flip up. Like, the wings, I guess is what it was called.
3: Isn't that just because that they wear a helmet and then they get really sweaty and then their hair dries?
2: Well, yeah, I didn't realize that was what that was. I thought it was just, oh. like, a style oh. that you could get to at some point. <laughs> and I didn't play hockey. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to grow and get wings. And then I would, like, I had this, like, long hair but it didn't really go the way i wanted it to and my hair is like insanely straight as well and so i just had like this weird like flippy like emo front of my hair the for like all of grade nine because i was like eventually it's gonna flip right eventually it'll flip and then it never did (laughs) and then i cut it oh boy yeah it was bad grade nine was uh certainly a time uh, it's
1: rough for everybody it's okay
2: oh yeah no no kidding
1: the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every Monday Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on NBA every Monday to be up to date locked on NBA available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Uh, Moving on. Any other notes from the conversation between Serge and Jeremy Lin that you? Yeah, uh, were I did really like. By? I did
3: really like the part where he was like, you know, I didn't want to ever talk about being Asian because that's all everyone ever wanted to talk to me about. But yeah. then I eventually came around to it, and I just, you know, like having a player, especially someone like Jeremy Lin, who's like the only, he's the only Asian American player in the entire league still, you know, and like I think it's easy to forget that Uh I don't know why it shouldn't be um and because I think it's he's been like such a trailblazer and like takes up so much space in a good way
5: Mm
3: -hmm. um it was just nice to hear him like kind of walk through that and also just like kind of adds to this like he's just I think he is just like so frank and earnest Mm -hmm. but no I really like this part it was like definitely really long and a, a part of me is like okay we're gonna get to the food but <laughs> i didn't like this preamble was like very sincere to me.
5: yeah if That's, there like, was solid,
3: like we're kind of like what are we doing here but jeremy was like I'm happy to be here i, want, I just want to like gab
2: yeah if there was an episode if there has been an episode of the show that i would be most likely to listen to in podcast form it's certainly this one i thought Serge asked some pretty good and thoughtful questions of Jeremy Lin, and I thought Lin had some nice responses. There was a good back and forth between the two of them. Um, it, it was like actually like an interesting conversation. Again, a little bit long for this format, but like I wouldn't totally hate, different, yeah
3: different. Sorry, totally different world though. Like yeah. when they're talking, when Jeremy Lin's saying like, "Oh, like I felt like I was confident enough to do that." Serge is just looking at him in like a completely blank. Also, like a bit like. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. That's sad. Wait, because, you know, Serge has never felt that way. No. (laughs) Just, like, has been cool his whole life in this very specific to him way, and he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, but this is, I think this is good for the show.
2: We get a visual of young Serge as well in this. Do you recall this?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So handsome and just, like, a different handsome version of Serge.
2: Yeah, let's, uh, I don't know if there's any audio from it, but here is that part
0: saying sorry, or, like, why I'm so big on family, and all that is is just so big in the culture. What about you? What, what have you learned? My
4: story is a little different than your story, because I was born and raised in Congo, you know, so I left Congo when I was, like, 17.
2: Okay, so there's no audio so for these I younger search clips.
4: I that same kids every time got-
2: So, yeah, there's no audio for those younger search clips, but, man, he's looking good even then.
3: <laughs> and he's like, my story is a little different from your story, Yeah. a.k.a. I don't i can't relate in any way to yeah.
2: your story i never had so a i uh,
3: never felt that way i, I
2: never had Sanity happen
3: uh, <laughs> no i just mean he's probably like i never felt uncool or
2: oh shy, also that yeah shy oh, yeah to
3: do what i wanted yeah, yeah
2: that's that's fair <laughs> um what else is any other parting shots on the conversation they had or should we get to the food
3: I don't think so. Now yeah. I'm like looking. Is there anything? No, yeah. I just again like Jeremy loves his family. I think that's really cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Talks
3: about going home to visit every summer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it was nice.
2: It we is a pretty. Food. It is a pretty long tasting segment. There's about five minutes of Jeremy Lin eating both the uh, the stinky tofu and the durian fruit. Uh, so we should probably go back to the beginning where we see Serge actually making the tofu. Uh, Yeah,
3: I was going to say, again, very minimal prep
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, or
3: explanation.
2: Yeah, he just says, we're making tofu. He didn't really tell us what the ingredients were. He has like a table with a few ingredients on it. But he doesn't really. And he's describe... like, I
3: fermented this for weeks, and it yeah. shows this jar. But it's like, where did you ferment
2: it? Yeah. Here, yeah. let's uh, let's let's hear from him as he describes his process.
0: I did some research. Uh, no, I normally don't drink anything hot. <laughs> I just don't like hot liquids. No hot. Yeah, and now you added in there, so now it it's like kind of a double.
4: I will be cooking a pickles meal for my <laughs> I'm cooking stinky tofu. I have fermented this tofu for two weeks just to make sure it's very stinky (laughs)
2: don't worry Jeremy it still tastes good so we have him putting ingredients on he's not telling us what they are what do you think he's putting on top of the tofu there
3: I don't know it's like a some type of sauce like I don't know. It this looks like, maybe like a
2: date sauce or something like that. Like I
3: feel like, is it like a hoisin and then there's like some, maybe like chilies or something in it?
2: That might be it, yeah. It does look like dates. I feel like it's
3: a mix of sauces. Yeah. I don't think it's dates. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put, say that. I don't okay.
2: think it's dates. It does kind of look like dates, though. I'm just, that's, that, that, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it is dates. I'm um, going to give
3: him some credit and think that it is a mix of a bunch of different kinds of sauces. Okay.
2: He gives it a really, really deep, deep. Uh, should we get like the uh, the audio of the sniff? It's a very yeah. Deep you sniff. love the sniff. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> very
5: good.
2: Ooh, very good. Uh, so yeah, we get to the tasting, which is about the 13 minute mark. I'll get over to there. Um, and let's hear. Let's hear the the reaction. Are you
4: joking me? I'm starving. You starving? Yeah. Good. Because tonight I cooked sticky tofu. That smells disgusting. Oh yeah, it tastes good. Trust me. I know. I know you know already.
0: Why? I've had it before, but I feel like there's like animals or insects or something hiding.
4: No, no, no. This one is easy. Salt and pepper.
2: (laughs) It's a lie. He's (laughs)
3: lying. (laughs) But it's also his favorite. That's what he claims. That's the only thing he claims he puts on any of his food. Yeah.
2: You see making like a like a really complex like gumbo be <laughs> like it's just salt and pepper with sausage. That's all it is. Salt and pepper.
3: Surge rep big salt and big pepper. <laughs> uh
2: so we'll continue on. Sounds
3: good?
0: Like do you like the smell? I don't like the smell. But I'm sure it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I can't that's that's my thing is I can't do the smell. Okay. You know I I can wait that. I have to
4: have food. <laughs>
2: so we've reached the the chopsticks moment <laughs> where Serge hands over the chopsticks to Lynn and says you eat with th- I have to eat with this and he's holding a fork because so I can't eat with those and Jeremy Lynn's reaction is pretty strong um do you know how to use it's chopsticks Katie
3: to me yeah of course I do okay. I feel like Serge I guess I feel like Serge and uh, like he has his reputation and also really like you know I think he like, enjoys the reputation as being a pretty worldly guy yeah. yeah so i was pretty surprised to learn he doesn't know how to use chopsticks
2: i guess my explanation for that would be he's a guy who likes to eat with his hands a lot like remember that vice thing they did last year with him and uh like the the, the woman who made all the congolese food and would bring it to his house like mm-hmm. that was all hands only finger foods um, so maybe that's kind of his style, but that's you can't true. really, and like, I guess, like,
3: yeah. yeah, everybody eats how they eat, yeah, like at home, and like you know, everybody's got their own customs. But I do feel like at some point he didn't like learn how, he didn't pick up some chopsticks,
2: yeah. Like, I know how to use chopsticks, I wouldn't say like that's my preferred utensil because I'm less good with that than but in I am a with pinch. a fork, yeah. In a pinch, I can get by with it for sure. Hey, right, nice pun, um.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the all right here we go as let's see jeremy lynn learn learn surge how to use chopsticks that's the right way to say that
4: at least you want to teach me it's all good all right. okay all right, all right. ready
0: that's really good <laughs> good right yeah, good until I smell it. But <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. good. The the salt, and pepper. But that the salt, the pepper. There's gotta be some like chili oil it's or so some chili. Yeah. This isn't I bad. Thought like know, like it. I thought it was gonna be a lot harder than this. This is really good. You gave yeah, me yeah. something that I really enjoy eating. I mean, this tastes delicious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's so earnest about it. <laughs>
3: That's the second time that his guest is shocked that the food's not terrible.
2: What was the other one?
3: The Gasol, they were, like, trash-talking him in Spanish, he was Right, he like, I not right. speak Spanish. I guess
2: also DeLon really liked the lamb brain. He was alone in that among the bench mob, but he liked the lamb mm-hmm. brain a lot.
3: But no one complimented him on the lamb brain. It was just, like, a weird thing, I That's guess, true. DeLon was into. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he enjoyed this the... This is, like, uh,
3: a nice compliment.
2: Yeah, he enjoyed the tactile... Process of eating it, spreading it on the cracker yeah. or the bread, or the 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 hella toasted bread. Uh, I guess the I guess I forgot the it's the epilogue of the episode that we learns how to use chopsticks. We we'll got to that in a little bit. Um, we'll continue on with the next phase of the tasting.
4: So you remember I said I have a special menu for you. Now we go into the last one. I can't wait. That dessert dessert is my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah, I
0: love
2: dessert. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times they took that, but I feel like it's one. I feel like that was just like a really earnest, excited response from Serge at Jeremy it's Lin's gotta be Delight. But I wanna know if anyone's cream. ever
3: taken Jeremy Lynn to Just Desserts.
2: Where's Just Desserts?
3: I don't know if they exist anymore, but they were a chain restaurant.
2: Oh. Restaurant.
3: And they just had desserts.
2: I've been to Dimitri's. Also just desserts. Uh twenty fifteen, Just Desserts. Legendary dessert chain closes its last Toronto store. Oh. Mm. You don't know Dimitri's Cafe?
3: No, I don't.
2: Oh, it's uh you will find it a lot at, at the places where there's also like an AMC and maybe a Putting Edge and a Jack Astors. Um, the suburbs. Yeah, the very—it's very burbs. Um, but they have like good Sundays and like cheesecake and stuff and waffles. They're they're pretty tasty. But uh, yeah, that, that's—it's a shame, Jeremy. Lind- How, you think Jeremy Lin stands in line like Sweet Jesus? No. I would hope not. (laughs) Maybe this summer. What is Jeremy Lin's favorite dessert?
3: Oh, I wish he asked him. Yeah. Um, Well, he doesn't like... I wonder if he has sensitivities to cold if he doesn't like hot or if he just doesn't like hot. Mm. If he doesn't mind cold, I feel like he's an ice cream guy.
2: Yeah, I feel like that too. I I could see oh, yeah. him because he's thrown away sort of the insecurities that he once had. I could see him being a guy who eats like one of those chimney cones with like the strawberry sauce like all over it and just gets some it's just a big old mess, but he doesn't even care. There's like strawberry running down his arm, but he's fine with it. He's like, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm Jeremy Lynn. I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> Those chimney cones are the best, by the way. I love them so uh, much.
3: I don't even know. I'm going to Google that. I don't know what that is.
2: I can't remember. It's like Mama's Best or something. Or
3: Wow, you're really throwing a lot of curves my way.
2: <laughs> chimney ice cream cones. Let me pull it up. Well, Ava's mean... Ava's original, original Chimneys. That's the one.
3: I've never, never seen one of these
2: before. They have one, I think, on Bloor near... Wow. Bathurst I'm pretty sure and then it's like a they usually have a Avis truck in Hamilton for super crawl every September that's where usually we're all we're all dabble but yeah very good dessert very messy dessert but very good and we'll continue on
4: <laughs> let's go Yeah, a newspaper. What do you think? <laughs> Is it
0: yes. Oh man, you're gonna destroy my nose today with all this, all these smells, Serge.
4: Hagel. I'm talking about. You oh, see? Yep. It looks like a human body part looks like an origin let's do it where's my spoon no you eat off your hands <laughs> this is how we eat in africa okay okay all right so this is how we're gonna eat all right wow yep
2: just like that <laughs> just just again finger food guy thank you sir. he looks offended Jeremy Lin looks offended by the durian they
3: both don't like it No, Serge is just just playing along I think
2: have you ever had durian before
3: no I haven't and then I was kind of like oh before they went in with their hands yeah I was like oh maybe I should try it and then when they went in with their hands and the texture is just like pudding yeah I was like I don't know if that's what a ripe one is like should it have a different consistency and it seems like a lot of trouble
2: it's certainly the fruit that if if they were to replace a basketball with a fruit and the sport was played with a fruit, this would be, like, the last pick, I think.
3: <laughs> it's a good idea for a podcast for us. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, like, extremely weird. Have you had one?
2: No, I never have. Um, mm. But, yeah, apparently, let me just read the Wikipedia for it. Uh, Some people regard the durian as having a pleasantly sweet fragrance, whereas others find the aroma overpowering with an unpleasant odor. The smell evokes reactions from deep appreciation to intense disgust Disgust, and have been described variously as rotten onions, turpentine, and raw sewage. The, per- the persistence of his odor, which may linger for several days, has led the fruit's banishment from certain hotels and public transportation in Southeast Asia. Um, is this something like cilantro, where like you're genetically predisposed to liking it or not liking it, or thinking it smells good?
3: That's what it sounds like, yeah. but I also like that the the highest level of liking it is deep appreciation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I really like this 76-74 basketball game. It's, really, it's I deeply
3: appreciate yeah. this fruit.
2: Flavor and odor, um, yeah. It must be something like cilantro because. What's
3: the flavor? Does it say it's like sweet?
2: Um. Uh, Two
3: losers talk about durian.
2: <laughs> yeah. It just, once again, we go to the ranging from deep appreciation to intense disgust. Uh, the 1980 in 1856, the British naturalist <laughs> Alfred Russell Wallace. What? what?
3: I don't want the history of no, the No, it's a... I it's a, from
2: the flavor. No, he's describing the flavor of it in this a much-quoted description of the flavor of the durian. Uh, okay. Quote, the five cells are silky white within and are si- are filled to the mass of firm, cream-colored pulp <sighs> containing about three seeds each. This pulp is the edible part, and its consistence and flavor are indescribable. Mm-hmm. A rich custard highly flavored with almonds gives the best general idea of it, but there are occasional wafts of flavor that call to mind cream cheese, onion sauce, sherry wine, and other, other incongruous dishes. Then there is the rich glutinous smoothness in the pulp, which nothing else possesses, but which adds to its delicacy. It is neither acidic nor sweet nor juicy. Yet it, wants, yet it wants neither of these qualities, for it is in itself, in itself perfect. It produces no nausea or other bad effect, and the more of it you eat, the less you feel inclined to stop. In fact, to eat durians is a new sensation worth a voyage to the East to experience, as producing a food with the most exquisite flavor itself is unsurpassed.
3: Oh my lord, it's a riddle.
2: Yeah, like what? <laughs> you didn't tell me anything!
3: It's an ancient riddle. That it tastes like useless. both
2: onions and almonds and cream cheese and sherry wine all right
3: yeah not not up to today's standards I don't know what
2: <laughs> it is neither be. acidic nor sweet nor juicy <laughs> and yeah. it's
3: addictive
2: apparently <laughs> there's there's a picture here of a no durian sign uh, from inside the Singapore subway <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
3: that's right
2: this is outstanding all right well we might have to go try some durian Cause, uh, it looks really Outside weird With the somewhere. seed inside of the flesh It looks very bizarre
3: I feel like Jeremy Lin was about to say It looks like a testicle And then he said human organ He was 100%
2: think... going to say that
3: Yeah, because he was like <laughs> Human organ
2: I can't say this looks like nuts This is a, f- a family show uh, yeah. Let's continue on <laughs> with his reaction
0: you, you don't like it either <laughs>
2: <coughs> Serge is struggling that's very good. <laughs> <You're>
4: so, <dumb>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for today' episode of How Are You. I just want to thank my guy Jeremy Lin for coming tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming. You are so-
2: Another very loud surge uh, hand clap, although a little less, little less loud than typical than we typically hear. Um, so yeah, that's the end of the episode proper, and then we get to our epilogue, which is all about Surge learning how to use chopsticks. Uh, here, let's go let's let's all right here we go some food let me let me just go get it real quick oh it's right here it's right here oh we brought i forgot Hong he brought Kong, a surprise <laughs>
5: that's right because i feel
0: like if you you know i didn't know what you're gonna make me eat but i feel like in chinese culture it's really rude to show up empty-handed okay so you always want to make sure you you go to a meal and you bring something of your own so what i decided to bring is um
4: it's really good it's I, uh I, you know what i'm gonna fire
5: Jordan
4: <laughs> because normally I'm the only one can bring food. Oh. <laughs> well. Things are
0: different, sorry. Anyways. This look like, uh, <laughs> chicken feet. Oh my
4: goodness. Yeah, looks, how, how did you know? Because I can I can't tell.
2: Because I cooked them for Aroma Lukaku earlier on in the series' run. <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: I no one told Jeremy this? I don't know. Yeah,
2: he he's already made chicken feet on the show. It's uh, I know. I
3: yeah.
2: know. Someone should have stepped in, but now we get to watch Surge learn how to use chopsticks while eating chicken feet. So, uh, let's continue. I, I, I like yeah. chicken feet. Oh, yeah. All
4: right, all right. So, so, try this. So you have to um. teach me first how to eat with. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> all right. So you want to have the two chopsticks.
2: He holds the chopsticks out between his fingers as if they're like sticks, like like twigs that he's like twiddling. He's like, teach me. <laughs>
3: Well, they probably look like that in the size of his hands.
2: That's also true. Yes, um, I wonder it would how long
3: it'd be pretty hard to use chopsticks if you are a basketball player and you have gigantic hands.
2: That's a really good point. Like, I wonder if Kawhi's even tried to learn. No, I don't. Yeah,
3: I could see him actually being really good at it in a weird like it would look crazy. But he, I feel like he could be good at it.
2: Yeah, but it'd be like a Vegas uh... show. <laughs> like... <laughs>
3: But I take the it back amazing to what I said about Serge because maybe that's why.
2: Yeah. That, that 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 is actually that's fair. And like Jeremy Lin is like six foot three, he's not an enormous person, although apparently he's more famous than Yao, which is a part we forgot uh, from earlier on in this. like people was it Serge saying that Jeremy Lin's more famous than Yao?
3: Yeah, and Serge was surprised. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice little sneak disc by Serge. Yeah. Uh.
2: <laughs> All right, here, uh, let's continue on as Serge learns how to use chopsticks. You
0: know, you want to have your thumb holding them and There you okay. go. That's pretty good. Yeah. So you want to have a little bit of space, and then you want to be able to clamp down Okay, there you go. Oh, that's good. That's good nice. form. It was
2: really good. And then he oh, gives that's
0: up. <laughs>
3: and then he forgets all of a the sudden.
2: <laughs> and then he stands the two sticks vertically and grab like, just pause them with his hand. And, like, it's it's hard to even describe. Of course, I'm sure people have watched the video, but... Um, what was it like when you first used chopsticks? Were you this, uh... Were you as? I
3: think when I first did, I went to a restaurant um, and they did it where they like put the elastic band
5: around okay. the top. Okay. Okay.
3: Um, and then I had that for a minute, or like, like my mom did that for me, and then yeah. I wanted to just take it off. When I took it off, and I learned. I, I don't. I feel like I'm not like an elegant chopstick holder. I'm probably look like a child still even though I'm like yeah I'm a, I can do this <laughs> I'm very comfortable I probably don't have any like yeah I probably don't have a nice style about it but yeah. I feel confident
2: <laughs> I feel confident that you're more adept than Surges, who's just poking it right now
3: <laughs> yeah I mean I'll do a couple tries sometimes like something slippery like yeah. admittedly it's difficult to eat like pho or ramen because especially if you go somewhere with the plastic chopsticks at least it is for me yeah um but So I, you know, that's when I guess I'll get a little bit awkward, but I've never, I've never done this like perpendicular stabbing.
2: Yeah. The sushi with chopsticks I find is a little awkward, but that's like the one I use chopsticks for the most probably. But I I think the most
3: awkward then is just eating it because you just have to eat the whole thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um. I can see I can see Serge just like attacking a suit like a piece of sushi with like knife and fork. <laughs> like screw these chopsticks, man.
1: Not a knife. Yeah,
2: just or like probably
3: he's... just his fingers. Yeah, you're it's probably it's a good right. little package.
2: Sometimes I just go fingies. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, here we go.
0: <laughs> just stab it. There you go. There you go. There you go. And then don't obviously eat the bone. I like the bone. <laughs> if you want to eat it, you can. It's good But uh, you. You'll probably, break, like you'll probably break your teeth doing it. Mm-hmm. I like it. You <laughs>
5: eat
4: <me> the
2: bone. Jody, <laughs> <Georgie>, be quiet. <laughs> You're
4: fine. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I like it.
2: Then that is it. That is the end of the episode. Um... Any parting shots, any last thoughts on this episode? Where does it rank among uh, the episodes we've seen so far?
3: How do you get the chicken feet in the stove hidden? From
2: yeah, that's... Do you think that's, they were pretending? I, yeah, <laughs> I feel like maybe... Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think it was... I don't think Serge knew about it, because he did seem pretty offended that Jeremy brought something.
5: Uh-huh.
2: Um, I guess maybe Jordy's the producer. I think he also heard Alex Wong in the background at the end there. Uh, maybe one of them brought the chicken feet ahead of time uh, when, they were, in, when they were setting up the set and getting everything lit and they, they just threw that in there and they just waited I wonder how long they were in the microwave just sitting there that's another question that has not been answered because um, I can't imagine like cold chicken feet would be any good but who what, who, who am I to say But yeah, yeah. Where, uh, where does this episode ep- rank?
3: I liked it I feel like uh, I liked it better than the last one so for like the new epps
5: yeah
3: it's number one for me but that's just one out of two <laughs> <laughs> I still think my favorite is with Danny Green and JV that is the standard the, right now the bench yeah. yeah um and then maybe DeRozan just cause it wasn't that weird DeRozan had like one of the best reactions on the show mhm uh and it was in that weird fake house
5: yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: um and I guess I, I am nostalgic for the, the old production value
2: that of is, the show. That is true. I uh, Yeah, this one, kind of light on cooking sequences, which we know are my favorite. Um, so I don't think I can rank it as high as some of those earlier ones. And even the the cooking sequences in the Cowheart episode with the Gasols were, were pretty good. And there was a lot of, like, explanation as to what was going in to, oh, and he tried that,
3: like, cooking tip. Remember, he didn't have no tips in this one. Either. Yeah, yeah. was just, like, try the towel under the cutting board. Yeah, he
2: didn't say, like, uh, you know, make sure your hands are dry when you cut food instead of uh, making having them wet or something like that. Like, he didn't have a very mm-hmm. obvious cooking tip. But uh, I do think the the cooking maybe was a step back this week, but the overall conversation and even the tasting, I think, was a little bit better. Like, the Gasals didn't have much to say about the cowhard. They were just like, yeah, that's good. Jeremy at least had like opinions and takes on what Serge had offered, and I like the surprise dessert as well. I like that we got to we got to see a, a cleaver in this episode as Serge hacked <laughs> up in the durian. Um, so yeah, Which as much also as looked tiny, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as much as I maybe didn't love the runtime, I thought the conversation was good, and I thought the, outside of the cooking aspects, this was definitely a step forward. So. Uh, I look forward to, I I would imagine this week's episode will be with Kyle Lowry and then the Kawhi one will be after.
1: Um, The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Before we go, we should probably touch on the Kawhi of it all.
1: Did you get legitimately
3: pranked?
2: Yeah, I thought for sure it was the actual episode, and I scrolled through the entirety of the last, like, 15 minutes of the video to make sure that it wasn't buffering. Um, if people don't know, Surge posted, like, oh, here it is, it's early, whatever, the episode with Kawhi. And it starts as if it's like a regular episode, and then, like, I don't know, two minutes in, it freezes, and there's just like a rotating circle in the middle, uh, like a buffering circle, and that is the next 15 minutes of video. <laughs> Which is, is
3: that the YouTube buffering circle?
2: Yeah, no, not, I don't I don't, I don't even going? think it is the YouTube buffering circle. It's just a circle, like it's just like their own, <laughs> like of their own design. Um, so that definitely got me. <laughs> it. Uh, I, I, did you, were you like tricked by it at all? Did you even watch it or did you wait no, till after? I watched after? it
3: today. Okay. Um, <laughs> in, in preparation for this, I didn't watch it on the day, but I saw, I mean, I watched it today and I already knew people were getting pranked cause I saw people tweeting about it. Yeah. Um, and then I forgot about it and then I watched it today and I have to say, I'm kind of surprised you all got pranked. <laughs> Because at the beginning you're like, What's going on here? And it's like kinda he's got the the clip of him laughing and then he looks like I don't think Serge can like keep a secret or a joke secret. Yeah. So even his face when he's kind of like, Oh I've got this surprise for you <laughs> <laughs> And then it goes into just like the buffering and then if you hover over the next parts mm-hmm. it's just the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, but again, hindsight like I knew it was a trick
2: it is also the thumbnail for the video you can see part of the buffering circle in there uh, so, so maybe I mean I heard I,
3: I heard people saying that they were like calling their like internet providers <laughs> <laughs> the guy I was on a podcast I was on Freddie's podcast yesterday and the other guy on it was saying he was like got mad at his roommate he was like <laughs> what kind of Wi-Fi do we have like what's on right now um so that was a surprise
2: (laughs) it's like as far as april fool's jokes go it was a pretty good one but it's not exactly a high bar to clear because god that day is exhausting
3: you know what i also saw a lot of people being like i hate pranks pranks are stupid pranks are over (laughs) and like pranks are fine
2: yeah i just i don't don't you're
3: mad because you got pranked once.
2: i just don't really think about pranks I just don't... I
3: used to think about pranks a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I just... I, I don't think about pranks at all. I... Yeah. I it's Good... I, I Like, a good one is fine. I'm cool with it. But, like... There was a Pistons blog. Did you see oh, yeah. this?
3: I saw that. And I yeah. did see people being, like, extremely mad. Like, it's not funny. And, like, granted, there have been some horrendous injuries and recent injuries. Yeah. Like, season-ending injuries for players. But I have to think, uh, Blake Griffin probably thought it was funny. Uh, it seems kind of well, aligned with his sense of humor. from I what I guess
2: think. I don't know. It's like that just feels like bad voodoo to me to like joke about a season-ending injury. I don't know. True. That feels true. like a I can little see weird. That perspective. But, but I, that, that, I wasn't I like, like, I wasn't freaking out about it. Like it was. You don't need to be woke about April Fools. You can just yeah, choose not, not like. to partake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> like, people were like, oh. This is so dumb. And it's like, man, like, if you don't like it, just like, yeah. you don't have to talk about it. Who cares? It's as, just pranks.
2: As I said, uh, April Fool's Day, the only day on the internet that's bad. Like, you're, every other day sucks ass. It's not just April Fool's. The internet's bad. I was kind of surprised
3: bad. Google didn't lay a, a prank on us.
2: Yeah? like They're
3: pretty good pranksters for a big corporate entity.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's like, oh, we have all your information now. Ha, ha 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 No, actually the joke is we only have half of your information.
3: <laughs> Tell us what kind of pranks you like and watch we'll the rest. Oh, let's prank surfing.
2: Remember there was a whole children's show based on a dude who did a lot of pranks. What's Just with... for last gags? No, What's With an- I mean, that show exists too, but What's With Andy was an animated show entirely built around this kid Andy who liked to prank people.
3: Another
2: thing Sean says, I don't know. I guess... I think you're a little bit older than I am, so maybe this is before your time, or after your time, but... um, But
3: the ice cream? I don't think I'm ancient. I know what ice cream is. Well, no, the
2: ice cream, uh, that's just a weird knowledge gap for you, I think. (laughs) What's with Andy was a show that came out in uh, the early 2000s. It was on Teletoon, and it was... What's with Andy is a Canadian children's animated series loosely based on a book series. Uh, the protagonist of the series is Andy Larkin, a mischievous youth and self-proclaimed world's greatest prankster. The show follows him as he tries to perform elaborate practical jokes or pranks on people in the fictional town of East Gackle. It's all about him doing pranks. There's three seasons this of him looks just like doing such pranks.
3: a Canadian
2: show. It was really bad. <laughs> I, I, I watched it. I think it was okay. like alongside like Braceface that sounds like a show it was a uh, like that was the hour of, of programming you're, you're talking about on Teletoon
5: mm-hmm. um
2: yeah it, it was yeah <laughs> anyway now that we've brought up what's with Andy we can wrap the show because we got to the good stuff <laughs> Katie anything you would like to promote um
3: mm, no uh like I have things but I soon okay. <laughs> maybe next time <laughs> uh uh I saw you did a very nice plug for Basketball Feelings today. Thanks, yes, buddy,
2: it was great. Read Basketball Thank Feelings. You. Your Porzingis thing was awesome, and the episode of Confederacy of Dunks you was on you you was on you were on <laughs> was also very good. And I enjoyed your conversation about James Johnson and Chris Daps and all of it. It was very very good.
3: Thanks, man. Um, so subscribe <laughs> to that if you'd like.
2: Good podcast. If you're not
3: already? Yeah. Oh, subscribe to. Confederacy of Dunk.
2: Oh, they, yeah. Also, the newsletter. This Both podcast are cast. Yes. And
3: basketball feelings. Yes.
2: Uh, do all those things. You can find me on Twitter at Sean. You can subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and also on Himalaya which is a fantastic podcast app. It's brand new. You can download it and personally curate your own podcast playlist. It's the most personalized podcast experience there is. And uh, very much appreciate you. If you listen to the Locked On Podcast Network right there on Himalaya. And that's all I got. Read the rest of the Kawhi Leonard is staying final four bracket that came out today. Uh, the final four in that tournament, the finals are set. They're they'll go Friday. So you can read that with myself and Jay Rosales. And, uh, that's about it. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on Locked on Raptors.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.